0: Hi friends, it's
1: Aislinn. And Joe, welcome to season three at our dinner table.
0: And nothing is off limits at our dinner table. So settle in, Mm. grab your favorite beverage.
1: And pull up a chair.
0: Because we have a lot to talk about. You always send me messages in Messenger.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Our whole entire relationship. Yes send me news articles and uh, trailers for new movies and things like that. Yeah. And what's you for dinner sent me... tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You sent me a trailer for the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. <gasps> I just had this, like, overwhelming sense of nostalgia, this, like, something inside of me that just got really warm. And I think part of that is because we've seen, I've seen not everybody that ended up playing, but we've seen Kendrick Lamar, Mm -hmm. we've seen Snoop Dogg, we've seen Eminem. And every single one of them bring the freaking vibe to a concert, man. They just bring the energy. And so you knew what it was going to feel like, and then they were like coming together as if they were like, Super Superheroes. Uh-huh. They came together like the Eternals. Yeah. You know, they just, they came together and I knew it that it was going to be a vibe. Mix. It was
1: an interesting mix of folk. It's
0: who Dr. Dre produced. He produced, produced Snoop yes, exactly. Dogg. And... Yeah, exactly. So when I said that's not his song, and I honestly expected a holograph of Tupac. I just... Well, the, some, every I,
1: indication I really was did. that some kind of Tupac big finale yeah, is coming.
0: Yeah. When it was occurring, right after it happened, I had this sense of... And I think I figured out later on, as people talked about it, I had mm-hmm. this sense of, I think I wanted more. Because my expectations, like... You I,
1: had raised your own expectations.
0: Absolutely. And so, at first, Can I was this kind meet of like, my
1: expectations? oh,
0: you know what it was? It was that it was over. And I was like, no, I want more. Yeah, I I've want seen more. that sentiment
1: a lot on social media. I yeah. wish that that halftime show had gone another 20 minutes. Because unlike Super Bowl performances in the past, of which my favorite to this day is Prince...
0: Oh, yeah. Prince is one of those two. Like, best halftime show, mm-hmm. changed the world. Because in my opinion, everything in the world changed the year that Prince died.
1: <laughs> I- I'm with you. This one felt like a concert that they were putting on. Yeah. Unlike a big-name band putting on a seven-minute show or whatever it is, you know.
0: I can also say that when I watched it again on YouTube... Mm-hmm. I've watched where, it six times. ...where you get the different sound mix
1: uh-huh yes it sounded yes, better yes, yes 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 because
0: the you the show, right. every year during the actual super bowl concert i'm always disappointed in the sound mix because they never get the sound mix right
1: no but it was right like on headphones listen to it on headphones yeah watching it over and over you see the production design and the production order It was just seamless. And with Dre coming up at the beginning behind the soundboard and elevating, and Uh his buddy Snoop Dogg was way over there. And the point of view shots of the two of them.
0: I just didn't get nearly enough Snoop Dogg, man. (laughs) It was so good. It was. Thank you guys for being here at the dinner table with us tonight. What
1: did you think of the Super Bowl?
0: Exactly. And and clearly there was a lot of, um, as my mom said, it's like cilantro, some liked it, some didn't, or you, yeah, you either love it or you know. hate it, you well, know? there's
1: been this, I mean, strange reaction to it. And I know you don't want to get the reaction, into the no, discord. This is what
0: it is to me. But a it's reaction, hold on, same, a reaction
1: that didn't happen when Bruce Springsteen.
0: There was a reaction when J-Lo and, and Shakira danced. There well, that was more was about an the accent, false
1: notion of immodesty. It was too dirty.
0: No, no. It's about there's a reaction. That's what it's about. It's about you've got to have a reaction. It's about you've got to come out or for. You've got to be on one side or the other. You have to... This is what I said to someone else the other day. I got all preachy about it. No. Dude, I am so frigging tired of listening to anyone complain. I don't care. Shut up. Stop (laughs) yucking my yum. Let's get on team. If you love it, I love it too. You know why I love it? Because you love it. And your love is love to me.
1: We're going to have a long episode ahead of us if last week repeats as we do our second half of the Hot Springs trip. So because it's going to be a long show next week, I'm going to do my top five movies of 2021.
0: No, that'll be fun.
1: One that didn't make the list was that Bo Burnham inside special Uh that technically qualifies. Uh That I had the most emotional reaction to of any piece of filmic art in 2021. But he does a bit in there that crescendos to, really, can anyone shut the f*** up for (laughs) one hour? Just anyone not have an opinion about something for one hour?
0: I'm not even expecting anybody to shut the f*** up. Because I'm not going to shut the f- up. But can we talk about shit we love? Can we do that? Like, well, that I would rather the thing, do that. It?
1: I want to spend valuable, valuable time letting the world know what I don't like.
0: I don't care. I'm turning you. I'm, you are officially canceled. If you complain <laughs> nonstop, you are canceled. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it did, though, hit a sweet age spot. You and I are the right age to really have enjoyed that show. I mean, for me, it was rebellion in high school, hidden tapes of NWA so that I could sing along with the masterful lyrics that were hilarious and filthy. Something about... The filthiness of it was very, very attractive. So when I that's high school, I graduated Yeah, I
0: was in junior high when that stuff was coming out and oh we were like spinning that stuff. But like. it
1: was also the <laughs> point when when you got it, your when you got your phase of it, it was becoming mainstream. Uh-huh. I was listening to The Birth of Gangster, right? Yeah,
0: I was West Coast, North Coast. Sure. West Coast, North Coast. West Coast, the East Canadian, Coast. the Canadian
1: <laughs> They didn't. They weren't really in the big war between East and West. North Coast just chilled up top.
0: Some of my most favorite music of all times came mm-hmm. out of that. You know, like the Fugees. I would live and die with a, yeah. on the middle of an island with the Fugees. I got
1: you a fantastic Christmas present. You this. totally a did. Stocking stuffer of the Fugees island.
0: and the Tribe mm-hmm. and Snoop Dogg.
1: I, but hold on, wait. hold on. This is interesting because I think Doggy Style, Snoop Dogg, Gin and Jews. What's my name? Was 91?
0: No, no, no. 92? 93? I was a freshman okay. in high school.
1: I was Because I, ps- I know
0: exactly where I was. I was in Leslie's car, yeah. and we were driving around Flower Bluff when my parents had actually moved me from Flower Bluff to get me away from Flower Bluff.
1: <laughs> I was in... That was
0: for all my Bluff rat friends, by the way.
1: <laughs> I was in college when Doggy Style came out. It was so juice. big. Well, what's my name? <laughs> But then I went back into my more like melancholy alternative music at that point, or that might have been the birth of my country phase in college that we all had to go to. Because I steered away when you were getting into. There's a weird non overlap when it comes to Everything. art, our hip hop.
0: Everything. Nas. So
1: you were doing Tupac Wyclef, when I was just like barely even remembering or knowing Wu-Tang, who he was. Until I, did he got it I did it all.
0: I did it all. I loved it. I loved it, and I still do to this day. Yeah.
1: But it has been fun, you and I merging those tastes and me like almost picking up and learning that lost chapter.
0: I'm so proud of like our generation after that whole experience. Like mm-hmm. I'm so proud of our generation. We raised up our kids right because they're over here like bopping to this music over here. Well, that was like, the thing. It's <laughs> like
1: our kids. This was, and with the exception of Lillian, I suppose, our kids, although she can probably sing along with every song. Oh, are you kidding? This Lillian is their music. Is the biggest
0: fan of Tupac in the whole household.
1: Okay. Well, this is their music. So when we went to ACL several years ago and saw Kendrick Lamar.
0: But how did this become their music?
1: It evolved into I me. Mean, hip-hop is the number <laughs> one. Mu- hip-hop is it. Now. No, but I
0: mean, that it came out of us. Oh, Their sure. musical taste came out of us. It
1: evolved. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We did it.
0: We did it. Okay. <laughs> we raised those kids right.
1: Ooh. Unanswered no question. question. Last week we talked about our frolicking through hot springs where we went to the distillery where they made the moonshine. Mm-hmm. When the little bartender that was going to service our little sample said, our recipe is not just corn, though we also use wheat and da da da, da. That's when you said, uh oh, maybe not for me. <laughs> I don't want to get into the entire brewing process of moonshine.
0: You're not planning on making me any moonshine, babe?
1: Uh, no, 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 no. I'd have to buy, I'd have to buy a still. <laughs> I'd have to buy copper tubing, copper, because it doesn't leach into the flavor of the alcohol. I could go on and on. <laughs> Beer is made by boiling grains. Uh-huh. And then you do something with that. Right. Spirits, moonshine, tequila, mezcal, are, scotch, are made by boiling grains. The difference is they collect the evaporation, mm-hmm. and that's what they make the spirits with. And mm-hmm. they throw away the grains.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's not all grains.
1: Well, moonshine's primary ingredient, and I remember this, is corn. Okay. You can make moonshine with wheat. Right. And they did. Yeah. And wheat gives moonshine a different flavor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's called moonshine because it was made in the middle of the night, so the sheriff couldn't find you. Well, duh. <laughs> and it was often made by amateurs, which is why you hear about exploding stills. Uh huh. The alcohol gets all trapped inside the vessel with a fire underneath it to heat it, and blows up. But here's the interesting thing. This is what I really wanted to know. The alcohol that's distilled into spirits is that, safe for people with celiac disease or
0: that are
1: eating grain-free for whatever reason. Right. Here is the answer. Distilled alcohol, even if it is made from a gluten-containing grain, such as wheat, rye, or barley, is considered gluten-free. This is because if an alcohol is distilled proteins from the starting materials, your wheat, your rye, your barley, that provided the starch or sugar are removed in the distillation process. Hmm. The protein with the gluten included goes away. Got it. I don't know if that makes you feel differently about trying that moonshine next time.
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm interested in the whole Mezcal journey that we're I'm on so now. I'm so glad
1: you brought up Mezcal because another unanswered question from last week was what's the basic difference between Mezcal and tequila? Mm-hmm. Then I went to go buy you a bottle of Mezcal. Yes. And before I bought you a bottle of Mezcal, after having visited the 200 Mezcals available Mezcaleria that we went to, that we talked about last week. Yes. That we posted a picture of our adventure there on Facebook last week. Go find it.
0: You'll also be able to see my fancy new hat I talked about.
1: Yes. All tequilas are Mezcals. Not all Mezcals are tequila. Right. And and that's it. Okay. No. Mezcal is a spirit made from the fruit of the agave plant. Okay. Tequila is blue agave, the species. Right. But it gets complicated. Mm. Just like fine wine. Yeah. Just like buying your first house. There's a lot <laughs> to learn. Because there are only a handful of states in Mexico that are like allowed by the Mezcal government to make Mezcal. Mm-hmm. Factor A, where in Mexico was the agave grown? Mm-hmm. Factor two, what species of agave? Factor three, how long was the spirit aged?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's three different levels, just like tequila. Right. So buying your first bottle of mezcal for someone that's trying to go down a mezcal journey was a little intimidating.
0: Uh-huh. I
1: eventually settled on the one with the coolest bottle.
0: <laughs> it's good, by the way. And I think that what I'm learning is, is that I like mezcal. I haven't tasted anything that I didn't think was good, but I've tasted things that I thought were better than other things. Right. But that's because they were sitting next to each other in like the tasting at the Mescaleria.
1: So yeah, we can continue our mescal journey and drop it little bits and pieces like we do with chickens, little bits and pieces. I'm eager to answer this question and for you and I to have a discussion about it.
0: I'm eager to point out that I've made the word eager become something we both say often now.
1: I'm eager to agree with you. Our random question of the week last week was, where's our next vacation? Mm -hmm. You came up with two options. Driving to somewhere about the same amount of time that Hot Springs is away from where we live.
0: A couple of days of drive-in, willing to do this many per day.
1: Right. (laughs) Or flying somewhere fun. Yes. You know, like maybe a beach.
0: Yeah. Climate appropriate, weather appropriate.
1: So my idea for the flying part would be like a Belize kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we brought up that we don't know how safe it is to travel in Belize.
0: Right. And I want to add into it, the reason I asked that specific question is because I like to go a little bit like
1: You don't want to be in an all-inclusive resort. No, that's not the point.
0: That's not to me, that's not the point of travel or vacation or whatever. I mean I say that. I had a really nice time in Disney World and Disney World is very focused on this specific type of vacation and you're in a secluded place
1: for everything I yeah. mean maybe it would be perfect for us to do that but right now we're in a more of an adventurous notion
0: I want to go on the outside right. of the tourist we areas we want to get the
1: flavor of the town not the yes. flavor of the resort even though the flavor of the resort might be badass right right so I found a couple of websites that do this. They rate countries and they give it a rating on how safe it is based on these criteria. Mm-hmm. Out of 100, Belize gets a 43 on this one website. Mm-hmm. I hate the idea that I'm relying on one website to paint a picture of Belize that may or may not be true. Right. But many of the things they say I confirm by looking at some other things. Okay. Okay. You're not likely to have a violent situation in Belize, but it's more likely that you'd be pickpocketed, mugged if you're in the wrong place in the town. A taxi is involved in a situation. Doesn't happen all of the time, but it happens enough to where they're saying not quite as safe as some other options.
0: I don't even like this.
1: Right? I don't want to paint a picture. I don't know. Exactly. Well, I did reach out to a couple of friends that I know have traveled to Belize. Uh-huh. And one of them said that they've landed rather in Belize, and now I've got to take you to a map. This unanswered an question is like a multi-visual, multi- <laughs> you know, multi-media presentation. <laughs> Belize is right here on the east coast of the Yucatan Peninsula. Mexico's up here, uh-huh. so where they've landed is more in this the Mexico area, and they're not saying Cozumel, but that Cozumel is off this eastern Yucatan Peninsula coast.
0: I think that international travel is just going to go through a phase of challenge for a while. That's all, that's what I think. We got real comfortable internationally traveling even if it was to touristy locations, people got really comfortable comfortable with international travel yeah and I think that that's one of the things that's going to shift for a little while which will be interesting and fun for places in the United States that United States citizens probably have never even been to before yeah you know
1: well there's so much to explore here that it,
0: Exactly that's yeah. my point and I don't mean to say like oh we're going to stay in the United States that's not what I mean. If we're going through a phase where maybe we should back off of international travel a little bit, than we do, and especially if you're not in a situation where it's like, okay, well, if I don't travel within the next ten years internationally, I'm never going to get to travel in the next ten years. Then you should go travel. Or if you're like my son, 22 years old, and the opportunity presents yourself to move to Japan to work, then you should move to Japan to work. I feel like, like
1: this unanswered <laughs> question's not exactly answered because of that like crisis of judgment. Yeah, it's, that it's wrapped around it. Absolutely. That I was feeling when I was researching and you were feeling when I began reading. So let's, not, let's call this one unanswered still. Okay. But last week you did say it's more likely that we'll still do another road trip. So if we do that, I found a cool website that tells you what's 10 hours, three hours, this many miles away from any other location. Mm-hmm. If we had driven the hot springs directly, no stops, nine hours, 50 minutes. So I rounded up to 10 and said, what is 10 hours away from our home? Yes. A radius.
0: I think you could even get away with 12 hours away. Okay. I can do six hours in the car. Like that works for me. I can make that work. The reason that you would go down to 9 or 10 would be how many good hours are you going to be able to travel? Sure. Like, what's the next place you actually want to stop in? And is it going to take me eight hours to get or there? seven
1: hours today, five hours tomorrow.
0: Exactly.
1: I'm not going to make fun of you at all for having a momentary lapse of, what the, hold on, what order are the states in? Because, <laughs> yeah. okay, so we're going to test you guys listening right now, okay? So do this with us in your minds. Texas East. Texas
0: Louisiana. Then
1: what's next? Just to the east. Don't look at the map that I have up.
0: Alabama. Georgia.
1: Mississippi is next. Okay. But Mississippi's shape is such that the coastline of Mississippi Uh is so tiny. Uh You drive to Mississippi in a blip and then you are in...
0: Alabama. Right.
1: 10 hours Uh drive... Mobile, Alabama is right, the right, tip right. of that. Because
0: I've driven from Houston to Florida many times.
1: Right, you're just shy of the Florida border there in a ten hour drive.
0: So where did I get Georgia from? <laughs> Do you catch the edge of Georgia somewhere too?
1: No, the coast of Georgia is on the other side of Florida. Okay. If you follow, the I don't coast even know where
0: line. I got that from.
1: <laughs> well, no, Georgia's just north of Florida, but the coast doesn't go to the east edge. Yeah. Just, I think we're boring people. Okay. <laughs> 10 hours east. You said Mississippi last week. We could explore that. Uh-huh. Jackson, Mississippi is on that radius.
0: What's in Jackson, Mississippi?
1: I don't know the answer to that question.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll have to look that one up.
1: But on the coast, within that 10 hours is Biloxi, Mississippi, Gulfport, Mississippi.
0: And you have to get through New Orleans to go to either one of them. You don't
1: have to go through New Orleans. You kind of dip down. It's not a big detour. So I think we have a trip here. Because I looked up the best hiking in Mississippi, best nature stuff in Mississippi. And on the western edge, Mm -hmm. real close to Louisiana, is a place that's like a six-hour loop with 50 waterfalls. Because it's just super close to the Mississippi River.
0: Yeah. So I'm thinking,
1: night in Houston to see the boys, two nights in New Orleans, then get into Mississippi, then come back through Houston. I think we've got a trip.
0: So, stay tuned, listeners, because you know how the Joe and Acelin show works. We do big plans. And then a year later, we have no idea what we're actually even doing.
1: We're going to plan the trip right here.
0: (laughs) A friend of mine had mentioned on Facebook they were in Arkansas and they were going to a quartz mine. And I was like, Where is that? And you looked it up and you found that it's actually on the map between the Airbnb we were staying at in Hot Springs and the one that we were coming up to. And so I said, let's get on the road. Let's let's go check this place out. Let's go see. Are we going to be able to take the dog? How's this going to work? I'm so excited. And I like got my dirty boots on and my dirty jeans on. Mm-hmm. Like I was ready to go digging.
1: He's like, why did she pack dirty jeans? But okay, I figured it out at that moment. Joe I was had so, no
0: idea. I was what... so
1: skeptical of what we were about to do. <laughs> I will tell you that now. She wants to do this so badly that of course we're going to. But what are we getting here?
0: I could feel it when you went in and like you were, you have this way about you when you, when you, you're a little bit condescending to people. You just kind of had this way about you when you were talking to the lady, when the lady was talking to you, or it's kind of like, yeah, we're just kind of doing this because she wants to do it. I did I not was, say that. You didn't say you didn't those words. hear me words. say that? I didn't and, say right, that. You didn't say those words, but there's this like air not... that comes off of you okay i'm not going to disagree <laughs> with you
1: because that is your perspective i remember vividly going into the place i well, remember I kinda, being impressed by I kinda, the place
0: like elbowed you and i was like it's okay i have the digging tool the one digging tool and you know so, okay. like i made a joke with the lady and kind of okay, like so we're going
1: to an active quartz mine yes where visitors can pay not even very expensive to go mine through the castings, I believe they're called. So after I was talking with her, that's when I learned that it's red dirt. Yeah. You're going to get dirty. Yeah. And did you bring your tools with you? Yeah. But no, I didn't. We didn't bring any tools. <laughs> we have a dog. He's <laughs> wearing a coat. He <laughs> oh, well, oh, we got tools for sale. Okay. I, condescending may not be the right word. i just like... <sighs>
0: you, no, you go like this. You go like... We're going to get dirty. And I go, I know. I got my dirty jeans on and my dirty boots. Do you see what I have on? I'm like ready to dig. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was amazing and incredible. And I'm, you know, good call, Aislinn. <laughs>
0: We dug it with so much fun. I just, I got down there and the lady said, start at the bottom. She's like, they're heavy. So they'll like, the good ones will like fall to the bottom. She said, go
1: to this area because it's the newest area. It hadn't been like.
0: And Joe had bought me the little tool. So I'd Mm -hmm. have a tool. So, I mean, I just got in there and And I just dug and dug and dug. And I pulled out quartz rocks and crystals and all kinds of cool stuff.
1: She said, see how the sun is coming up right now? Follow the sparkles. Yeah. Like, like laying on the ground. Yeah. And we had been there for five... This is what turned it around. We had been there for like seven minutes and something glinted uh-huh. and I walked over to it and it was one of the best crystals that we found. Yeah. And at that point I was like, oh shit, I could just walk around. There. There's crystals all over the place.
0: And I dug up some really pretty crystals too. And then I also got quite well, a few you got into nice it. You planted rocks. yourself
1: and like created yeah. your own little mine.
0: Yeah. And then right as we were leaving... I pointed over, I was like, go over there and get me like one of those really big quartz rocks. you mm-hmm. feel like lugging back this giant quartz uh-huh. rock. I'm going to put them out in my garden as I we imagine. develop the backyard gardens, sure. because one of the interesting things about quartz and other types of minerals and crystals and things like that is that they absorb the energy from the moon and the sun, both. So kind of like solar panels in your garden, you put these quartz out there, they hold some of the energy and warmth from the sun and the moon. And then whenever the sun and the moon aren't putting off as much light, they help to put off light into your garden spaces. That's real. And that's really cool. So I'm like, let's put quartz in my gardens.
1: Then we headed to our next Airbnb. Now I got to tell you, when I was looking at the Airbnbs and doing the research and then came to you with the ones that I had found, I had zero understanding mm-hmm. of this area. Mm-hmm. I saw on a map, Google map, town names mm-hmm. and then the airbnbs would say we are near deer mm-hmm. we are near clarksville we chose one together and i had an intuition that it wasn't the right one i looked again the next day and i chose this other one a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. but on a lake and the pictures looked nice mm-hmm. and it had a bathtub
0: that's important
1: but i had no idea mm-hmm. that we were driving into the middle of nowhere <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and you mentioned this last week. Yeah. I knew there would be a convenience store, I don't know, 10 minute drive. Yeah. We were in the middle of nowhere.
0: That's why people go there for hiking and things like that.
1: <laughs> but, and I know we said this last week, it was the best Airbnb I've ever been to.
0: It was really nice. And luckily, you had enough groceries to go to Italy because... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You did a good job.
0: Because then we had good venison call. burgers that night. You were able to cook something up for us. But as soon as we got there, the first thing we wanted to do was just like check the whole place out.
1: We had our own cabin and we had our own fire pit.
0: Like there's a porch overlooking beautiful trees, overlooking a lake. Right. It's a private porch and then a private fire pit area. And then I open up this little screened in area that's like private in our area, but it's outdoors and it's got a push button gas
1: with the rocks. Electric and, uh, ga- fire gas or whatever. Stove, or rather gas fireplace. Like yeah. an outdoor living area.
0: Yeah. It's all ours. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And they're building on more and more of these little cabins and what almost ready to be opened event center thing. It,
0: it, and we were by ourselves. It was
1: incredible. It was
0: amazing. Creep down this little like edge of our porch down to the lake we walk along this super super steep pathway down to a dock that they private dock yeah that they've built this place up to be something
1: else well it seemed like in this area there were two things going on number one an old way of life and number two these pops of development, and absolutely little Airbnb spots. And this and places. was a
0: massive investment of money. They were putting in entire ponds for water because the place that they're developing this event center is on a mountain. Literally, on a mountain. You
1: didn't have some kind of huge infrastructure to no, take on thousands no, of new no. folks visiting. Yeah,
0: septic systems on the mountain right. and water systems and just a, a massive investment of money going on up So there.
1: the conversation we'd had in Hot Springs where it's like, should we go find something to do or mm-hmm. should we just stay in our Airbnb went away. There was nothing to go do. Right, exactly. Thank God you'd packed as much food as you did.
0: Yep. So we made up some venison burgers, you built us a fire outside, the weather was perfect. perfect. So we did that, and then we got ourselves all ready with tomorrow is our day of hiking. hmm Pack ourselves a lunch. We're
1: moving into that waterfall area that I'd found.
0: And we're going to drive up there, and we're going to spend our time hiking, and then we're going to have a little picnic lunch, and then we're going to spend our time hiking... So we pop up early in the morning. You actually do make us a really nice breakfast because I mean, you're hiking; you gotta Mm go get some good, yeah, get yourself some good food in there.
1: Potatoes and eggs.
0: See, I packed all that food. I mean, I do not even know what I. Our own
1: spices. I had to rely on the spices that were available at the Bay Airbnb, and they had some stuff, but next time, next time. (laughs) Okay. We need we need more groceries. (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly. Now you're planning. Now you're a planner.
1: So I had found a road trip mm-hmm. through this Ozark area of Arkansas where you could do up to like 10 waterfall treks.
0: <laughs> <This is laughs>
1: but then we decided that we wanted to do two separate ones. So we head to the first one. Yes. It is called Glory Hole. Yes. When, yeah. I, when I realized I hadn't packed the picnic basket.
0: No, we got to the actual place and we're like starting to move our stuff around and you go, oh yeah, I left the... Picnic. Oh,
1: I didn't say. Oh, yeah. Like I was casual about it. I was <laughs> pissed off at myself
0: because
1: <laughs> we're now worth two and a half hours away from our Airbnb.
0: No, what I have was giggling about.
1: No, nothing. that exactly. We could go by.
0: Exactly. I'm giggling about the fact that we've now discovered fully that there is no service where we are. our
1: phones don't work.
0: Luckily, you had done your like map planning in a way that you still had a map Mm. to look at. Right. Like you could look at the map and you're like, okay, I'm on this high, like, like how you used to do it when you'd like open up an atlas and you'd like.
1: (laughs) Where do I take a left?
0: My cousin had an, I remember this. Because it wasn't that many years ago, it was like 11 or 12 years ago, she had an atlas of Dallas, because she was a Dallas girl, Uh and she, looking for somewhere to go, she'd grab her atlas from the back and pull it out, whip it out, and look over Dallas, then we'd drive on the map. That's how quickly things have changed, where I'm like, oh crap, we don't even have a map in this car, and we're like in the middle of Arkansas, in the mountains. Oh, and also, by the way, Joe thinks he's about to stop and get us some breakfast at this
1: dinery type thing.
0: Um, stop driving right now were the words that came out of my mouth. Because we were driving up in somebody's backyard in the middle of the mountains in Ozark, Arkansas. The- and I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to say anything at all, period. I'm simply saying that I live out on a farm and we have guns. So back up, don't go further. Nothing is open here. Right. Uh, and you go, do we go left or right at this fork in the road? And I go, go where there's cell phone service as quickly as you can get there, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was it weird to be off of the grid, so to speak?
0: It's not weird to be off the grid.
1: When is the last time you were off of the grid?
0: The last time I went to like Trilingua, like someplace like this. Right. You know, it's not that I don't expect to be off of the grid it wasn't the thing I had prepared for. I had prepared for all the other things. It wasn't the thing I had prepared for. And I don't know why, because I know how mountains work. I know, I know that you lose service in places like this.
1: So I say, don't fear. We've got 24 assorted beverages in a nice cold cooler.
0: <laughs> some pistachios and some
1: potato chips. A bag of pistachios <laughs> and a bag of chips. We're not going to die. No, I'm kidding around. We make it to glory hole. I don't know how to tell the stories of the hiking outside to say, you and I have hiked Big Ben.
0: Yeah, different different type of landscape. But, getting
1: to, but, but a destination hike, getting mm-hmm. to that windows. Sure, yeah. And then you turn around and go back the other way. Yeah. The destination here was a thing called Glory Hole, mm-hmm. and, we're, and it's a waterfall, yeah. and we had seen photographs of it. But the path there. Yeah. And the terrain up and down, and creeks and rivers, and the dog, us being in this rapturous, kind of celebratory good mood. Yes. Of the good fortune we had to be having this experience. Yep. And while we had hiked the day before in the middle of a town. Yeah. With no lack of service of anything at all. You can see the town. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And you get lost in some trees from time to time. But this was water features and. Sometimes having to clamber over a boulder and...
0: You remember how in love I was with the moss that grew on the sides of the rock? Like carpeting. Yeah, like I feel certain that the original people that designed AstroTurf, this was like what was in their mind. Mm. Somebody was like, bring in some moss, like some moss. I want it to feel like moss. You know what moss feels like? And then I had this like experience and I, I was explaining this to someone the other day. One of the things I say that's really somewhat challenging about my personality is that I have a sensory, like sensitivity, like I can feel things, right? Well, I've begun getting more like interested in the smell of nature. Like what does it smell like? And I was obsessed with the moss. I just kept getting down and like sniffing moss Mm -hmm. everywhere I went. (laughs) It's like so much fun. I loved it.
1: So since you're in a mountainous area with all these waterfalls nearby, you yeah, you can imagine there's water in the area. And the masseuse from the bathhouse the morning before said, "Oh, I hope you have success. It's not our rainy season."
0: Yeah. Well, I remembered you saying that that the falls would be like a trickle, maybe because they I, weren't. I you didn't know, know
1: what they would be. I just yeah. didn't like that dude. What did you say? Yucking my yum. Oh no. I believe that at another time of the year it would be a little more dramatic. But we were following creeks and crossing creeks, and then the creeks kind of merged into perfect. a large. It was into a larger <laughs> thing. And then you didn't notice it the first time when we were headed down into Glory Hole. Myself, um, oh, there's the top of it. I don't uh-huh. think you even knew what I was talking. No, about. no, no. But I saw a circle about nine feet diameter with water going into it—a hole. Yeah. In the rock. And then we went down a little bit and then found where that water went. And you are standing in a cave uh-huh. with that hole above you and water coming down. More like a grotto. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. And go look at our pictures on the social media. Because...
0: I was so fascinated The social media.
1: With Could I be older, enjoying so- Dr. Dre's show?
0: <laughs> I found it really fascinating. I've been thinking a lot about how... Form is actually easier to move than we give it credit for. And if you think about it, and yes, of course, we're talking about eons of water dripping in that exact spot of rock in order to create that type of hold, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is it still occurred. And water changes anything it wants to change drastically. And we know that because we've talked about flooding and we've talked about all the different things with hurricanes and the Mm -hmm. things we've dealt with weather-wise. But to see that and to know that that creation came from a water drip that just occurred over time that created a hole in a rock. And then somehow people figured out how to hike down to it and experience it, but also not destroy it with our humanity Is so fascinating to me. Like, it's just such a beautiful experience. I had such a great time. Well, it
1: was a trail that had not been maintained by some kind of state agency, I don't think. But it was very natural. A
0: really nice natural pathway. Amazing. At the very beginning of the hike, this is one thing you could guarantee. And I haven't seen this at many... I'm not saying it's not occurring in state parks in Texas, but I haven't seen it at many of the state parks that we've hiked at. That people are leaving their hiking sticks like at the beginning of the hike. the trailhead. And I guess it's because there's so many like regular hikers around that area over there that that's a thing that you do. But I noticed that like you pick up a really nice hiking stick at the very beginning and then you place it back at the end. So I had, or like, maybe
1: you find a good one and then place the one that you found at the end.
0: I think it's a little bit of all of that, right? But that was that really was nice because I had. I mean, that's really an important thing for me hiking is to have kind of that extra like you know, a little bit of stability. And well, a couple
1: times we needed it because we were navigating a, a creek bed that was, you know, had a pole vault a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tap down to make sure you're not about to step in like some leaves that are like way deeper than right. you realize they right. are. Oh,
1: because the, the leaf cover. Oh uh-huh, yeah. The tree canopy is amazing. And all those leaves have to dump and we're there getting off the path a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 12 inches deep of leaf cover. which becomes the nutrition for so many plants and things.
0: And the only time we got hot, because this is the thing about hiking, go hiking in January or February. Go hiking when it's cool outside. Not three days after (laughs) we left. you're right. Okay. All right, you win. Either way, go when the weather is nice. No dump. Because the only time we ever got warmed up, really warmed up, like take your... Stuff down to your tank tops, you know, your tank top. You had your tank top on, Joe.
1: <laughs> it was purple.
0: It was on the hike up, back up the mountain. We had to go back right. up the mountain. <laughs> that was there were some fun. elevation
1: things where, yeah, it's like I'm taking my hat off, I'm I got steam <laughs> rising off my head.
0: So, as we kind of wrapped up that hike and then got on the road to try to figure out how to get to the other one, which we still don't have any service, so we're having to use this map on your phone. And eat our pistachios and uh-huh. our laced potatoes. They were delicious. I was so thankful for that hard kombucha. And thank God you had some water for me back there in the car.
1: <laughs> this is when things got interesting. Oh, yeah? The number one hiking attraction in Arkansas
0: uh-huh.
1: is Hawksbill Crag. Yes. It is a jutting stone over an expanse. That, yeah, when you look at it from the side, it looks like... It looks like,
0: like, yeah, a bird's nose
1: beak. beak. Mm -hmm. However, there is no paved pathway to this place. And in all of my research, I did not realize in my mom's Mercedes...
0: (laughs) This is where we took to Waterford up the mountain in the red clay.
1: (laughs) Because when we get to the road to it, Uh about six miles from here is the trailhead. There is no road. No. It is
0: unpaved clay yeah red clay
1: and i said i can't drive her car up there
0: and i said okay you did but i mean are you really scared because this is an suv like with a nice motor in it like this car, well, let's take it. Let's do it. Let's but see if what you happens. don't want to, I mean, if you don't want to. It's like, like, let's
1: go half a mile. Let's just see what half a mile looks like. <laughs>
0: and I said, go slow. You don't have to drive fast. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go slow.
1: What was fascinating was. <laughs> yeah, I talked
0: was, him into it. Is
1: that folks. No, you. Yeah. So then what's <laughs> fascinating is is that folks live here and there and here and there along the way. Yeah. And this is as rural Arkansas as I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if three generations ago, when they settled here, or whatever it was, when Hawksbill Crag wasn't on the internet, right. if they resent the notion that
0: that the national that park will, built a road through the middle of their family land, and
1: that will be a paved road someday. You know, I mean, it's, you know, they're getting, they're going to get there. Yeah, but we get to this Hawksbill Crag, which is higher elevation. Different types of views. This was like, the first hike was like through a valley. See so it mm-hmm, feels like mm-hmm. this is on the mountaintop.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're walking on the edge of the mountain where it actually, they actually say in the, as you enter the trailhead,
1: like. Many times.
0: Stay on the path.
1: Yeah, do not get <laughs> near the cliff.
0: You're going to fall down and die.
1: <laughs> and that hike was just gorgeous yeah we ran into a few people along the way some of them had dogs you stopped to let your dogs yeah, get, hi, get to know each other friendly. for a f- couple of minutes <laughs> then you see the Hawksbill. bill mm-hmm. oh there it is we're gonna get there soon ran into some kids that were yeah there. we
0: had like a hiking they were hiking kind of on the time. same path with us but it was fun listening to them because i got this feeling of like i'm in that age range where those kids are our kids now, you know, mid college age,
1: yeah.
0: older high school age. Very, like, that's where they polite, were. Very polite, yeah. very aware that older yeah. people were nearby yeah. Yeah. when we were. Yeah, I was telling Cortland that whenever I was kind of just sitting back, just kind of listening to him, I could hear him up there on the actual Mm -hmm. Craig. They were, you know, having their moment, and we were kind of chilling back so that we didn't, you know, invade their space. And uh, I could listen to him talk. And, of course, one of them's right out there on the very edge, like getting out as far as he can out there, and you're sitting there looking going, no, mm mm-mm, no, mm mm-mm. I want to
1: be very clear. This happened in Sedona as well. (laughs) When you're looking from an angle... You're looking at the side of a hawk's beak, mm-hmm. and that kid was sitting on the tip, tip, tip of that hawk's beak yeah. with a plummet to his death. Yes. And I said to you, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> so I got away from watching that kid.
0: And I'm listening to him talk. I'm uh-huh. listening to this one. I'm listening to them, re- him reaching out as far as he can. I'm listening to the other kid going, "Do you realize that that's blah 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 circumference of the blah 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 and the blah blah blah." So I'm like, "Oh my God!" I look at I Joe. I said, "That sounds like my kids." And I'm like, uh-huh. "That one's Cortland. That one's Lillian. Over here is Savannah. Over here." <laughs> and I told Cortland, "It reminded me," and he was like, "Oh no, I would never. I don't want to go out there." And I can just see, you know, Lily. Lily'd be out there doing yoga on the very tip of the edge that, that of the girl in
1: Sedona was doing <laughs> yoga this is before we got our turn on that one to get to almost take turns because of a narrow path out to this outcrop and the girl that was there currently was doing yoga handstands all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. I was like uh, I don't like that either <laughs> and when we got out there it's a different perspective yeah when yeah. you get there you realize the distance from the edge is much farther away than it looks when you're over there you know, I
0: enjoyed it so much on the
1: crack and then you go I think I'm going to go back over there you know take my picture And you go, hey, hey, I'm going to do a handstand. (laughs) Handstand. No, you're not. Take my picture. Too, too, too close to the
0: And it's really hard when you're like up on the really high altitude on the edge of a mountain to get your butt in the air like you gotta get your butt in the air like i gotta like i'm used to getting my butt in the air but i like had to really like like oomph, get my butt in the air and then not go flying over the side of a mountain because you know i'd like to take my kids some on some more hiking tours in their lifetimes the you moment know, so. you were done
1: with your hands and i said i don't like this like this and i blessed so i got away so i couldn't see what you were up to and i thought that maybe if you didn't have my attention you might end sooner
0: I thought you were going to tell the story about my favorite thing to do on the top of a mountain.
1: Aislinn, that's not my story to tell.
0: Whatever. You tell my stories all the time. What are you talking about? What
1: are you talking about?
0: Years ago, back before we went to Big Ben, I ran across some Instagram feeds that were like, topless on the mountain, mountain babes, topless. It's this concept of basically women do what we want and... The idea is take your top off on the top of a mountain yeah. and, and put your hands up in the air. And I have been in support
1: of... of this concept ever since you brought it to my attention.
0: So this is the third time I've done it. But the thing that I find the most fascinating is that I'm absolutely not so affected by body at all mm-hmm. that it even bothers me. I well, put it on. as the, the
1: photos that I take are of your back.
0: Correct. Right. They're topless, but they're only my back. So, right. you, you know, it's still provocative to some people. True. I've posting myself doing handstands on the beach of Kauai in my bikini mm-hmm. and no problem. I'm posting pictures of well, me on the top to Kauai, of a mountain. You might wear
1: a bikini, no big deal.
0: Exactly. And during the mayoral campaign, uh-huh. I heard whispers. One of my actual friends came over to me and said, Is there a picture of you topless on the internet? And no, I don't think so. Oh. Are you talking about me on top of the mountain where you can see my back? I don't know. They're just talking about it. <laughs> I was well, there's like, also
1: talk of like... like the bikini pictures in Kauai. Yeah. Because mayoral candidates don't wear bikinis. They wear one pieces.
0: They don't listen to Snoop Dogg at the Super <coughs> Bowl either. No way.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The, my favorite part of that was when I leaned in for a selfie after you were done. Shut
0: up. It, you don't have to tell everything you know.
1: Okay. What a fantastic day. But we were hungry. hmm So it's time to head back to the Airbnb. Where the picnic basket was sitting right to the inside of the door. And I pulled that thing out and we created a mezza on the spot. A charcuterie board ready to go. Made that fire again in our custom, just for us, fire pit. Mm -hmm. They had a big ring set on its side filled with firewood for Mm -hmm. us. Unlimited firewood.
0: It was all set up really nicely.
1: A trail of those nice garden lights from the door of the Airbnb to the fire pit that we turn off once the fire gets going because the star canopy above us is amazing.
0: Well, yeah, and it was actually a new moon We're that night. in the middle night. of nowhere. Experiencing this whole fire pit, and I'm throwing intentions into the fire, and burning them up, yep. and yeah, man, I had the best day ever. Like, it I can't good, even man. think of a day that's better in the world of Aceland than that type of day. It's, what, it's, it's just, what
1: has me so excited about planning the same kind of trip a year from now when it's kind of worn off and I'm ready to recharge this battery.
0: You just like me. I
1: did like you this week. It was good. <laughs> but I know that in the morning we got to get up and head back to Houston. I said about a week before we went, do you want to add a night?
0: I think we should have, but we didn't, so I it's think fine. we will
1: next time. Yeah. Because that's an eight-hour drive to Houston.
0: Yeah, it was too long. Interestingly, we stayed off hurt. the
1: interstate for the most part of it. We it was went,
0: really nice. Because
1: now we're farther north.
0: Yeah.
1: We head west to Fort Smith, Arkansas.
0: Because we have to go a little bit out of the way to get to an actual liquor store where you can check yeah, out the Yeah, it was so brews. we were in the middle of yeah.
1: nowhere. Monday was the day that we were driving from Hot Springs to our, the Ozarks when I had planned some brewery stuff. hmm But it was all closed on Monday. The beer scene was weird in Arkansas. You were feeling
0: frustrated about it, I could tell. But I think you ended up finding a good place. It
1: defied defied my expectations. There will be places, a a convenience store for me to pick up a six-pack of Arkansas beer so I can take it home and give it to my friends.
0: I love this story about you. What? What? This, this part of um, it. It's well, funny because I told Deidre, because Deidre, my hairstylist, I have jokingly made comments over the years that I've known her about how urban you are and how rural I am. And, like, part of that is, like, you're coming... You're country,
1: I'm a little bit rock and roll?
0: You know, something like that. I don't know if you're a little bit rock and roll, because you're Corpus Christi urban, so I don't know that that... But it's still... C-101, man. It, it still does something to be, like out here like a person that lives out here uh,
1: aislaine campbell you,
0: i love you babe i love but... you
1: babe but you and i our entire relationship have been to some of the best our vacationing is all urban and has been a lot of beer
0: of course it has
1: in arkansas i just assumed it was gonna be like everywhere else it was not arkansas was not like anywhere else i've ever vacationed ever terlingua no because we've got that starlight what's it called the the cafe, it's a gourmet restaurant open every single night of the week.
0: It was not open every single night of the week.
1: What did we cook in Trilingua? I'm not remembering. We cooked. At the trailer? Yes. I believe you. That was a good trip too. So yeah, I stopped at a liquor store to purposely buy Arkansas beer. Mm-hmm. So I could take it to beer in a movie. Of course, when we travel, we pick up beers from around the country, we take them home. And if you love that about me, then I'm tickled pink. But so tickled. But then we had <laughs> due south. Yeah, Through the eastern edge of Oklahoma. Which, which was I, cool I'm glad we got we to see something
0: different. That's right. Yeah,
1: And eight hours away from when we get started, your son will meet us for dinner.
0: I'm looking forward to that because after the first night, I got the feeling that he needed to talk to mom or he needed to talk or he needed another good meal with parents, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and
1: now we're in one of the best restaurant city in America. So we easily find a farm to table dinner.
0: Yes, but we're exhausted by the time we, I mean, really. That is
1: the truth. and that was a great vibe of course
0: yeah we sat at the bar the bartender was super nice he was way into chatting with us about things we talked about the podcast with him the food was good I sent home all the leftovers of everything that I ordered with Cortland he was
1: excited about that. we had
0: a fantastic conversation which ended in him texting me a couple days later it was so good to see you guys two weekends in a row it really I needed it one of the things my mom and I talked about just the other day about this transition in our life when we've got the last babe here at home and within a couple of years, she'll be off to college. Things are changing. Life is getting different and mm-hmm. it has happened. And it just got me thinking more about this idea. Let's go have a like a weekend in Houston by ourselves and take Courtland to dinner.
1: Yeah. You know See if Hunter wants to drive an hour over and go to,
0: or let's go to College Station and mm-hmm. have a weekend, or let's go, you know, let's go visit our kids, let's go take. Because your daughter's time going to, go. to College Station, yeah. they're, they're
1: going to have three in one spot for a, a period of time when they all overlap
0: nearby each other for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that next phase, to be honest with you.
0: We're in a very transitionary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you turned 50 this year. Mm. We're in a very transitionary phase of life.
1: I have a lot of thoughts about this birthday party, by the way. <laughs> Wake up the next morning. Let's spend a few hours in Houston enjoying the urbanness of it. And we went to a brunch with crawfish. That was fun. It was fantastic. We had a
0: great time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then it's three hours and we're home.
0: It was a great adventure. And I'm glad we did it. And I look forward to more in the future. And what I can tell is that our listeners like it when we travel.
1: Yeah, this is a big listen to last week. I was nervous that it was so long.
0: Every single time we go on some sort of a vacation adventure and talk about it on the podcast, people like like it.
1: So help us with the next one for real. I mean, there's some questions to be asked here. Yeah. About Belize and that type of vacation. Help us out about headed east to the Mississippi area or New Orleans area. Yeah. What can we not miss?
0: And then, of course, we're going to begin planning the trip to Kauai for Lily and I. Y'all have fun. That's going to be a conversation. I don't know. I'm going to see if I can maybe convince you to convince your mom that we all go to Vegas this summer. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Mm.
1: She'd be up for that.
0: And then at some point in the very near future, I would love to go hiking in Michigan because then if I go up there, I can visit my friend Tommy. So I think we can spend more time on the road. There's
1: a lot of travels ahead of us.
0: Yay. Well, hey, while we're in this intellectual vibe, why don't you kick over a question that we can deep
1: dive into. What's the most irrational superstition that you have?
0: Well, this is an odd question for me because I don't really find superstitions irrational. Like, things that other people think are irrational, I think are rational. And things that people think are rational, I think are irrational. So, like, there's things about... Actual medical things that we do that I think are irrational and superstitious.
1: But it's what everybody does.
0: Correct. Whereas there's things that I do that people that are more... Okay. Might find irrational and superstitious.
1: Do you, when you spill your salt, throw it over your shoulder? Stuff like that? Anything like that? No. Get worried if a black cat crosses your path or if you walk under a ladder, or if you break a mirror no, or anything like that?
0: No, um, maybe break a mirror. Like maybe if I broke a mirror, I'd feel a little bit like, because then to a, me, mirrors are a little bit more about energy. You know, I know when I break a crystal, that means something to me because that's like a break in the energy. I told like you not to juggle those energy. crystals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when people say, oh, that's bad luck or, oh, you've done a thing. That's going to give yourself some bad.
0: I don't believe in bad luck.
1: What I know about you is that you say that we bring the bad to us when we talk about the bad that could happen.
0: Well, if we believe in the bad that could happen, we bring it to us. Is that
1: a superstition? What? For the sake of this question?
0: No, not in my opinion. No, okay. that's my belief. It's not like I am just doing it because someone told me to touch the screw on the top of my whatever so the, every time I go over a railroad track. So because you're stupid, irrational
1: like, is rational and everyone else is rational. Is irrational, You can't even answer this question. I don't think so. I've been trying to think while you've been talking about what mine would be. I don't throw the salt over my shoulder that kind of stuff. I don't have a problem with numbers in fact, the other day I was in an elevator and it had no 13th floor. And I thought, why are we still doing that?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not good at this See, question either. See, that stuff
0: is rational. If we've created a lot of bad energy around a number, then mm-hmm. we shouldn't use that number. Because we created, bad things will happen. We created that.
1: let imagine an industry whose entire way that they do business does include a superstition the elevator but there's a lot of industries
0: that include superstitions see that's the thing that I'm saying about this question that makes it hard for me to answer the question Mm -hmm. because I could name a lot of things and a lot of things that happened in 2020 and 2021 that were like irrational superstitions to me that we did across the world that were irrational superstitions to me
1: you're so controversial
0: I don't mean to be
1: driving into the middle of nowhere well thank you so much for listening to another episode of dinner table talks we will be back next monday with a fresh episode in the meantime
0: hit us up on social media send us an email dm us whatever we want to hear from you
1: and we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you